This is John Johnson, Managing Director of Epsilon Industries. In the previous podcast, I discussed the death of megaplants. The concept of these megaplants is dead, since they were developed with the design that there would be an available and reliable labor force ready to staff the production lines. It is clear that our industry does not have available labor, and that that labor we do have is not as reliable as in the past. Even with unemployment numbers increasing, and the doom and gloom preached by economists and the news media, meat plants are continually advertising for workers. With lack of workers, even in these economic times, plants are not able to even come close to meeting the requirements of the original design of efficient line layouts and production output. So how can you make your plants more efficient or improve your efficiencies without relying on labor? The simple answer is to automate the task in the plant and eliminate labor. Well, that would be nice, and I'm sure you have a number of vendors promising you that they can automate different processes for you. Realistically, there is no simple automation solution. But there is a logical process you can apply to address your needs and develop systems to reduce reliance on labor. There are five areas of your plant that will determine how efficient or inefficient your processes are. You may have a process improvement team or industrial engineers that can provide that data for you in the following areas. But if you don't have these resources available, you can determine these potential areas to address or hire outside companies to perform the task for you. The following areas will identify areas that are holding you back for maximizing your efficiencies and ultimately increasing your profits. Number one, bottlenecks. Two, highest job grades. Three, injuries and illnesses. Four, turnover. And five, repetitive tasks. Number one, bottlenecks. First, you need to identify the specific tasks that are causing your bottlenecks. You ask, how do I identify problem jobs or bottlenecks? If you have been in the meat industry for any period of time, then you know that these bottlenecks, or showstoppers, have existed for decades. These showstoppers are typically tied to a processing line where any glitch will reduce chain speeds, effect yields, and reduce output for that shift or day. And everything that is tied into the showstoppers is directly affected by labor. In any of the species, the kill, slaughter, or evisceration lines are tied to the beginning of the process with animal handling. Moving animals into the first stage of slaughter will always be the start of the process. One could even say that the process begins on the farm, pens, or houses, when the loading of the animals into the transport vehicles occurs. Moving the live animals has improved over the years to be more humane and efficient, but there is still human interaction between the live animals and getting that animal restrained, stunned, and into shackles in a timely manner. Starting and stopping the line has a number of negative consequences, and therefore bottlenecks on the slaughter side of processing is always tied to single tasks where the line will stop if not performed correctly. Concurrently, if any critical piece of equipment is malfunctioning or broken, then the consequences could be dire. Number two, highest job grades. After you have had jobs studied by industrial engineers or have a job task analysis done, you should have a listing and rating of all your jobs, whether production or support. The matrix that you use in your plant should be fairly consistent with others in the industry. We are not that much of an isolated industry that we don't know what other companies are paying for different jobs. The higher the job grade, the more physical demands or effect the task can have on the profitability of the product. Therefore, when looking at jobs to automate, the higher paying jobs should be on the list of the ones potentially to automate. For example, boning chucks is the highest paying job in the beef plants, and that is the one job that dictates the speed and flow on the fabrication floor. Number three, injuries and illnesses. 
Although the meat industry has made great strides to improve the safety and health for the workers, we still operate in an environment that poses threats. Every day and week, nursing staffs and safety professionals monitor and report on the condition of the workforce. Through this tracking, one can determine if there is a pattern of illnesses or injuries related to certain jobs. Good reporting and monitoring will allow you to determine where there may be jobs or tasks which need to be addressed for improvements. Sometimes the improvements may be minor, or other times it will take serious commitment of resources. There will be some random acute injuries in any profession or industry, but the area to look at is the pattern of illnesses. For example, how long was the employee in the job before the illness occurred? Is the same body part affected in previously reported illnesses? Is one shift more prevalent with injuries than others? What type of equipment is being used in the job? These questions will identify what can be classified as high-risk jobs and those that would benefit from automation. Number four, turnover. Our industry is not only faced with lack of labor, but a labor force that has relatively high rate of turnover. Turnover should be tracked by your HR department and could be a good indicator to where problem jobs are. What I mean by problem jobs are those jobs which require heavy physical activity, high skill set, or a combination of both. Similar to tracking injuries and illnesses, any HR department should be able to accurately track those jobs where it is difficult to get workers to stick. Some plants have bonuses for these workers in addition to their high job grade, but again I will stress that it is much easier to design processes and equipment to handle these tasks instead of trying to meet performance efficiencies with people. Number five, repetitive tasks. Now the best identifier for jobs to automate are those that observe a number of workers doing the same task. For example, in beef plants, it would be people pulling clods or boning chucks. For pork, it would be defatting hams or deboning loins. Poultry would be w watching the sea of people deboning on a cone line. Additionally, packing trays into master cases for case ready or any type of packaging, the non-value added task of putting products into boxes just cries for automation. All five of these items will address individual tasks that need to be automated, but I caution you that these are only that these are not isolated events. One of the biggest problems our industry knowledge base faces is that it doesn't look at the entire process. Sure, we may improve the efficiencies in one job by automating it, but what does that affect either upstream or downstream from that task? Do we create another bottleneck somewhere else? Everything is linked together in as simple terms you want to push bottlenecks and inefficiencies to the further end of the process, the trucks going out the door. So now what do we do? Here's an action plan. Now that you've created a list of these jobs that need to be automated, what is your next step? One, you may say, we'll just call on some of the equipment manufacturers and see if they can help. Number two, you may get online and see if there are any automation companies that you can contact. Or you may get some feedback from your maintenance crews or production folks, but stuck with finding some company to make those ideas come to fruition. Here are some pitfalls to avoid for each of these actions that you may take and then I will provide a possible solution for all of them. Most suppliers to the meat industry produce equipment that hasn't changed in decades. This equipment has performed well and has been designed to meet the task with labor added to the equation. Look at how many manual and powered hand tools there are used on a daily basis. Not only the sheer number of hand tools, but the number of labor required to keep the tools operating properly. Now don't get me wrong, equipment manufacturers do a good job in producing equipment to meet specific needs. But not until recently have some of these companies looked into automated solutions. If you get online and Google automation, you'll get hundreds of thousands of hits. It seems that lately every company is offering automated solutions, and 
jumping into the meat processing arena. Sure, the packaging equipment has been around for a number of years and does perform overall quite well. Some of this equipment will have to be modified for your individual needs, but many companies will work with you on these issues. One of the biggest pitfalls to avoid is working with companies that don't understand the meat industry's environment. I had worked with an outside company that did a significant amount of work for the Department of Defense. When I described our cleanup process, they said, no problem. We build equipment for the best or the worst environments. The equipment they developed lasted two nights through sanitation. So be very wary of vendors with little to no meat experience. The last point is that sometimes your own line people or maintenance people come up with some good ideas, but have no channel in which to get the task done. Some quick fixes will be welding some angle iron together or improving a workstation. But if you're really serious about automating tasks, then you need a structured process in which to get the ideas from the plant floor turned into what a former boss told me once as getting steel on the floor. So here is how to automate your plant and get steel on the floor. One, be realistic. You will not have robots walking the floor and eliminating all labor. There will be no dark rooms where workers won't exist. Number two, identify the showstoppers by means of the five ways mentioned earlier. Number three, prioritize the list by determining the cost benefits of developing automation for each of the tasks. Some tasks will have high payback, but also have high risk associated with the development of the automation. Number four, walk before you run. Categorize the task into easy, medium, and high risk for development. Then begin to work on all three areas, knowing that the medium and high risks will take a longer gestation period and resources than the easy ones. Choose good equipment manufacturers and engineering companies as partners. Work with these companies can be mutually beneficial and allow the sharing of resources and intellectual property. Automating our plants is not easy, but is a necessary thing to do for improving productivity, worker safety, and food safety. The next podcast will address more issues regarding processes, process improvement, and automation.